Hello and welcome everyone to episode 36 of the Ducky O'Brien Show. And today we have four more indie games to cover. They might not all be indie, but they feel like indie games. Anyways, in today's episode, we'll be covering Robocop Rogue City, which is a first-person shooter game set in the world of Robocop, and it's surprisingly fun. The next game is Numata, and this is a horror game, and unfortunately, the demo I played was a bit rough. Hopefully, the full game will have a lot more polish when it comes out. And then we have The Last Faith, a 2D Metroidvania Souls-like game. I saw one person call it Soulsvania. I really like that, so I'm going to use that in the future. It's pretty okay. And then for the last game, we have Polymines 2, which is sort of a mix between Picross and Minesweeper. I enjoy Polymines 2, but it is definitely a little bit on the difficult side for me, mostly because I'm not used to these type of games. I think I would have preferred a more straight-up game like Pictopix, but you know, I, I like the game enough. As a side note, I am recording this episode on December 5th. I have a lot of these podcast episodes recorded early, and then I'm scheduling the upload so that I can have content out while I'm traveling. As always, I would like to thank everyone in the beginning of the episode. Thank you so much for listening to my show. I appreciate each and every one of you. I don't know why y'all are dropping by, but I do appreciate it. One interesting tidbit A lot of people seem to be checking out my Wanted Dead review, so I don't know how that's happening or where, but thank you for listening to my review. Anyways, why don't we get started on Robocop Rogue City. The coverage was made for the demo, so things might be a little bit more polished and a little bit different with the full release of the game. Gaming and movies seem to be sharing the same problem lately. Your choices as a consumer seems to range from AAA titles with massive multi-million budgets and a team made up of hundreds of talented creators to way smaller indie studios where quality may not always be guaranteed and the scope of the project and production values are definitely more limited. There does seem to be a sense of fatigue from all the AAA games and movies feeling the same, while the indie scene has just so many titles to wade through that it feels daunting to find the one that speaks to you. In this pool of tired consumers, there seems to be one sentiment rising to the surface. People are asking, where have all the B-tier entertainment gone? After constantly being inundated with safe sequels that feel the same, and the constant lack of ingenuity, games stop feeling fresh, unique, and fun. It becomes a war of attrition with the game. This is causing gamers to gravitate towards titles that are taking more risks, but still maintain a certain baseline of production values and scope. Robocop Rogue City proves this. Now, I know what all the naysayers are thinking, but Ducky, Robocop is in a new IP. Now this would be all the older folks saying this since the youngins probably never even heard of Robocop unless he happened to show up in Fortnite. I know there's a remake by the way. While it's certainly true the Robocop game is not based on an original IP, one could argue it was still a risk since Robocop is not the first brand you think of when it comes to a money printing machine. Also, the game is actually quite solidly made, and more importantly, it feels fun. It feels like it harkens back to the simpler days of gaming, where games were just made because someone had a silly idea and went with it. When you're playing the game, you feel like a tank plowing through weak enemies, grabbing enemies and then throwing them into each other, televisions and propane tanks exploding in unrealistic spectacles and causing massive damage, punching fools left and right, it's just a good time. There's also a very simplified narrative structure in Robocop Rogue City. It feels like Baldur's Gate 3 for toddlers, and I don't mean this as an insult. 
Conversations with people are short, and you usually only have a few options to pick from. Sometimes keeping things simple is great. There's really no need to mistake complexity and convolution for depth and equate it to fun. The game does have some role-playing elements. There's a large enough city to explore as well as some side quests to carry out. You do gain experience and level up, and this lets you unlock skills on a simple tech tree as well. While the story definitely has callbacks to Robocop lore, the game would have been equally fun without using the IP. We need more games with smaller budgets. I'm speaking relatively here compared to the massive budgets of these AAA titles, and we need these games to take more risks. By risk, I mean what investors think of as risk, a lower return on investment. We need developers who are free enough to make a game because they wanted to, not because it would guarantee a return on investment. This is why a lot of massive titles from massive companies are turning into always online live service games that sacrifice fun for an experience engineered to be addictive and push the cosmetic shop with overpriced skins. We need games that have a guarantee of at least the baseline of production value and scope so customers don't have to worry about taking a risk on an indie developer that may not know what they are doing or bail on the project halfway through. A return to games being fun and not these massive undertakings. This is why smaller scale games that focus on fun over profit are doing exceptionally well nowadays and Robocop Rogue City is no exception. For additional information, Robocop Rogue City currently has 93% positive reviews with a total of 4,182 reviews as of this writing on December 4, 2023. Robocop Rogue City was developed by Taeyeon, it was published by Nikon, and is released on November 2nd, 2023 with an MSRP of $49.99. I spent a total of 2.7 hours on the demo and there were no achievements. The game itself has 27 achievements. Moving on to our next game, Numata. I will cut to the chase. I played the demo for Numata and it needs work. Numata is a horror game and instead of feeling scary, it just feels very tedious. This is mostly due to the combat and a strange mechanic where the screen goes super dark and you just can't see anything. It's not fun. The reason why the combat feels tedious is that there are so many zombies and the weapons have a very low durability. Combine the tedious combat with a small inventory space and you have a recipe for boredom. The gun is practically useless since you never have enough bullets and the damage is worse than melee weapons. The melee weapons feel pretty okay but they break so quickly. This leaves you with a knife and the knife is quite possibly one of the worst weapons I have ever used in any game. The knife probably does the same amount of damage as a plastic dinner knife. I am not exaggerating. It's so weak and the combat is such a slog with it. The enemies attack very slowly and in the same pattern, so any feeling of tension is long gone. It's just dodge, step in an attack, step away, and repeat the entire cycle over for what seems like forever. It's quite sad the combat feels so terrible because the overall atmosphere of the game and the light narrative and puzzle elements are enjoyable enough. It's just that the tedious combat actually undermines these positive elements. The combat desperately needs some tuning. There's also the matter of the screen turning dark. I'm not quite sure what this mechanic is supposed to accomplish, but it's no fun running around in complete darkness. There's no explanation as to why this is happening and how I'm supposed to counteract it. I might have missed something here, but it definitely felt obtuse and very frustrating. There's a huge difference between an obstacle the player needs to overcome and bad design. Having to figure out how to reach a new area on the map is an obstacle. 
Throwing 10 zombies at me and not giving me enough weapons is a chore and terrible design, especially since the main goal is exploration. I actually want to explore, I want to solve the puzzles, and I want to see what happens in the story, but I can't because I have to kill all these dang zombies chasing me while the screen turns pitch black. Things that contradict the purpose of the game need to be removed. Hopefully the game gets tuned before release because there was some promise here for a decent horror game. Also, I sure hope the story doesn't use the triad trope of a main protagonist having amnesia and actually being the villain and that he was talking to himself the entire time or that it's all a metaphor or his imagination. For additional information, Yumana doesn't have a review score yet as of this writing on December 4, 2023 as the game is not out. Yumana was developed by Deadbolt Interactive. It was published by Perp Games and should be releasing sometime in Q4 2023. That MSRP has not been announced yet. I spent a total of one hour with a demo and there were no achievements. And moving on to our next game, The Last Faith. The Last Faith is a 2D Metrovania Souls-like and it feels pretty decent. I saw one reviewer use the term Soulsvania and I'm actually digging it. I may use it in the future. As a side note, what a time we live in where there are so many established video game genres and design archetypes that we have specific terms for them. Video games have sure come a long way. Going back on topic, The Last Faith has a medieval grimdark atmosphere. This atmosphere extended to one aspect of the game that I did not expect to see, voice acting. There wasn't a lot of interactions with NPCs, but the few that I did encounter had voice acting lines of dialogue. There is some light narrative framing the game, but most of the playtime is spent exploring and fighting monsters. Speaking of fighting monsters, this leads us to the combat. The combat feels pretty smooth. While Last Faith controls like a standard 2D action platformer, the pacing of the combat definitely feels more like Dark Souls. Enemies deal high damage and you can't just haphazardly mash buttons at enemies, you will die rather quickly. Instead, you have to wait for the enemy to telegraph their attack, dodge, and then come in to get a few hits before backing off to safety. It actually took me multiple attempts to beat the first boss I encountered. I switched to a slower but more lethal heavy axe that had a power charge attack. It was pretty great. In Last Faith you do stumble across new weapons and abilities and each weapon has a different playstyle as well as secondary ability. My time with the demo was brief but I enjoyed what I played. I played a demo and it seemed to run fine but apparently the full release has some game breaking jank and that may hamper the fun a bit so it's something to keep in mind. For additional information, The Last Faith has 80% positive reviews with a total of 1,332 reviews as of this writing on December 5th, 2023. The Last Faith was developed by Kumi Souls Games. It was published by Playstack and was released on November 15, 2023 with an MSRP of $27.99. I have spent an hour on a demo and have no achievements. The full game has 53 achievements available. Okay, moving on to our last game, Polymines 2. Imagine combining Picross with Minesweeper and you have Polymines 2. It has the familiar logic of games like Picross with some Minesweeper mechanics thrown in to mix up the gameplay. While I did enjoy playing the game, I must admit I struggled with these type of games. The only issue I personally had was due to being unfamiliar with how the logic works for games like this. I'm really comfortable with Sudoku and can solve up to hard puzzles with no issue, but man, Polymines 2 is a different kind of beast. How the game works sounds simple, but it gets complex when it comes to figuring out where the field blocks are. 
Each row and column may have numbers telling you how many adjacent blocks are there. Some of the rows and columns are just left blank. For example, if a row had the number 2, that means that in that row, there are two fill blocks next to each other. If you play games like PictoPix, you'll be familiar with this sort of game. On top of this, however, is a mechanic from Minesweeper where you may run into an empty block that contains a number. The number tells you how many fill blocks are adjacent to that block. My issue is I don't know how to figure out where to start on a puzzle yet. If I can determine which square is empty or filled for sure, then I can start eliminating or filling in other squares, but I just can't get a feel for it quite yet. It's not the game's fault by the way, it's mostly due to my lack of experience and knowledge of the game. As I keep playing, I am indeed starting to understand the game, but it's a slow process. I'm getting old and my brain cells are dying. There are not many left remaining at this point. I just wish Polymines 2 had some puzzles with easier logic at the start, but when it boils down to it, you can start clicking randomly and hope for the best and learn the logic of the game as you keep playing. For additional information, Polymines 2 has 88% positive reviews with a total of 45 reviews as of this writing on December 5th, 2023. Polymines 2 was developed and published by Molter. It was released on November 1st, 2023 with an MSRP of $9.99 US dollars. I did receive a key from Keymailer. Thank you so much for sending me the key. I spent a total of 2.6 hours playing the game so far and have unlocked 2 out of 8 achievements. Okay, that's gonna be it. I covered all the games. I forgot to say Merry Christmas in the previous episode, but yeah, Merry Christmas to y'all and Happy New Year. I hope 2024 goes great for all of you. Anyways, thank you so much for dropping by and listening. I really do appreciate it. And if you want to reach out to me, you can email me at duckyobrienshow at gmail.com. The email is d-u-c-k-y-o-b-r-i-e-n-s-h-o-w at gmail.com. Once again, the email is duckyobrienshow at gmail.com. If you want to visit me on my other outlets, I do have a website, duckyobrien.com, and that should have links to my YouTube channel and all my podcasts. My Twitch channel is just duckyobrien. As always, hope you guys are staying safe and seen out there, and catch you guys next time.